Thanks for joining us. This is Leading Life Together. group of husbands, dads, and we even have one grandpa. And we're certainly not all the same, but we do share one thing, and that is the love of God. Join us as we talk about leading life together. I will climb from this valley That was our buddy Channing Stockman. Thanks a lot, man, for letting us use that tune. That was Valley Low off his album Kingdom. Go find the band on Facebook. That's Channing Stockman Music right there on Facebook. Also, buy a track on iTunes. This one right here is pretty awesome. Okay, leading life together. Sitting here with uh, John and Pete. The three of us are, are going to tackle. Uh, which, what are we doing first here, Pete? Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with uh, drinking. Drinking. You got a verse? I do. So the uh, on on one Peter uh, five eight it says, "Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour." And so this, uh, I actually just heard this one maybe a week or two ago in church, actually. And so it just really spoke to me as we were kind of talking about this topic and uh, uh, being of sober mind, and. Uh, um, and some of the rules that apply in church, uh, that a lot of people are perceived as, Hey, you know, you can't drink, you can't do this, you can't do that. And I'm, I'm one of those guys where, um, at an early age in life, uh, I, I started actually messing around with alcohol and, and trying to, um, mask a lot of things that were going on with me and my family at the time. And so, uh, not relying on Christ, I relied on what was available to me in the world. And so like um, alcohol, like alcohol. (laughs) (laughs) And so, um, I just jumped right in as it was kind of the cool thing to do. And it kind of created this persona for me. Um, and, uh, so kind of created a, not a, not a healthy lifestyle at first. Um, kind of jumped in with both feet and, uh, uh, kind of ran away with it pretty quick. And at a young age ended up in a uh, treatment facility to help me, um, remove that. It was, not of my choice, <laughs> but, but you uh, went, so it was your choice. Uh, well, <laughs> or, or I could have go to juvenile detention. So, um, but, um, so, uh, I got in there and, uh, got things figured out and cleaned up and, uh, um, at a, at a how old were you? Uh, that was 15, 16 years old. So yeah. Yeah. You know? And so, um, it was just one of those things I was having a really tough time and I wasn't, um, relying on my uh, knowledge of Christ and what he's done for me. Because you grew up in the church, as we talked about, right? Uh-huh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were we were Catholic, and uh, my mom never drank in the house, but, um, you know, it was one of those things that you always heard, kind of like, you know, Catholics drink, Catholics drink, and and so um, <laughs> uh, it was just one of those things that kind of stuck with me. Yeah. So what what about, uh, what about after that? How, so, how did things change? So after that... Um, you know, uh, high school was kind of off and on, you know, um, I, I was always very nervous to, uh, partake in the activity and then drive, which is never a good idea. Um, so I was always tried to think ahead and stuff like that. And, um, but it wasn't as, as aggressive as it was in my past. Um, and then after turning 21, uh, man, it just, poof, 
Well, it's legal then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, and so, yeah, once again, kind of ran away with it. Um, got a little uh, too involved with it where it was just kind of like, hey, you know, it's Monday night football. It's Sunday night football. It's Thursday night football. So, like, always meeting up with the guys and having beers. There's always a reason. Always a reason, right? That The day ends in Y, so why not? So, um, And so it was just – it kind of just became a habit. And, um, you know, the, the verse says um, – you know, be alert and of sober mind. Your the your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. And uh, uh, I wasn't I wasn't careful. I, I wasn't monitoring it. I wasn't taking it in moderation. I wasn't paying attention. And so uh, the you know the devil kind of just got a hold of me, man, through alcohol, and was just like you know I I I did some stupid stupid things. Uh, I never. Were you married? I was, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Chris so. and I got married when we were in our early twenties, twenty. And was she drinking? No, not well, not like I was. So uh, she was a very moderate. She's never been a very heavy drinker, but uh, very, very moderate in comparison. So, so something must have happened again in your life then to uh, kind of change. Yeah, you know, I just, um, you know, it was, it was just my. I, I utilized it as my crutch, my escape you know, go, if you will. And so, um, I just used it as, Hey, I had a rough day. I'm going to have a beer. Hey, I had a good day. I want to have a beer. Hey, it's Friday. You know? So, um, I was always constantly coming up with a way to escape the, the pain of reality or the, the, the happiness and the pleasure of reality. Right. I used it, um, in, in not a healthy way. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, constantly, right. You know, um, we're here as people and we're going to solve problems and solving problems can sometimes bring pain and it can sometimes bring joy. And so I would use that as a crutch for either, either scenario. So, um, so yeah, so we got, you know, um, married early on and it just, it kind of turned into this, uh, progressively over years. And, and then, uh, uh, as, as an, as an issue, uh, one in our marriage, it really showed up once we started having kids. Um, obviously not, not a good thing to, Hey, we got a newborn and dad's got a hangover. (laughs) That's not helping the wife out. That's not helping me out. That's not helping, um, build that relationship with my kids. And so, uh, you know, it wasn't until my second one was born and, uh, um, you know, there was a pretty difficult time in our marriage, um, from the lifestyle that I was trying to lead and trying to be a father and a husband to where my wife was like, Hey, I've had enough. Good. Like, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's time to grow up or Hey, um, this isn't working. And so, um, freaked me out to my core and it was just like, Holy smokes. What have I done? Like, this is the life that I pictured, you know, a wife, kids, house, good job. And so, um, uh, you know, uh, we went through some things, uh, in our marriage and, uh, you know, it really wasn't until, I got involved in the church, um, you know, three, three and a half years ago where it just from what I was being uh, around changed my mindset around drinking, changed my mindset around how I felt about it, how it made me feel. And so, um, I didn't feel good about myself. You know, I've always been a social guy. I've always had a lot of friends, but I've never, I've kind of always felt a little lonely. And so I didn't really feel that that love and the relationship that you get having uh, friends inside of the church, people who kind of have the same love of Christ in their life. 
and I was able to reflect and, and uh, see how their lives are going and how well they're going and go, wow, you know, I want that. And it's interesting that the uh, just just having all those drinks and all that just is no longer it's not something I think about. It's not something that I'm like, you know, hey, let's go out. It's Thursday night football, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going, hey, let's let's talk. Let's go and, and do a podcast and let's talk about this. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, I know something that uh, that I listen to Tim Ferriss podcast a lot. And, and I know one thing he says a lot. It's quoting somebody I can't remember, but it says you are the average of the five people you hang out with most uh, or you, that you m- most associate with. And so that's kind of what you're saying. Basically, you took uh, kind of traded in the bar for maybe some friends that weren't going to the bar and it happened to be a church, but it doesn't have to be. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, a lot of it actually happens outside of the church. You know, it was um, heck going over to the, the youth pastor's house and doing a kitchen remodel and uh, going down to Central America and building some houses or, you know, going golfing on Thursdays uh, with the pastors. And I mean, we all just happened to go to the church, but it was being around people that were uh, a better influence for me and and changing the, you know, the the five people that I was around it, that were influencing my decisions. And that transitioned into this awesome podcast as well. <laughs> That's so, right. Yeah. John, what about you? What, uh, what do you have to say about that? Well, we had talked a little bit about uh, alcohol in the last, I think it was in the last podcast. And yeah, you get into a, a situation where it just becomes uh, part of, of who you are. I had um, my, uh, my mother's father uh, was a, a law, I guess a lifelong alcoholic. And I, I never realized that uh, he was always drunk. Uh, but he was a, he wasn't an angry drunk. He was just, you know, kind of a, of a sleepy drunk, uh, which was kind of, kind of weird as a kid. And I, I didn't realize it. And we had actually gotten moved to California by the Navy and found out that he, um, had been, he had gone into treatment that my grandmother had said, you've got two choices. Either you get sober or we're going to get divorced. I mean, there were, you know, a number of grandkids at that point and the whole bit. And it was just kind of a weird, wait a minute. I knew <laughs> that Papa drank, but I didn't realize he was a drunk, you know. But he was he was a well-functioning alcoholic. So, you know, it's, it's something that's, that's uh, been in our family. And you get, a, you get people that um, in the church that just say absolutely no, no alcohol at all. You cannot drink alcohol. And it's like, well, wait a minute. What what was the first recorded miracle of Christ? <laughs> and and it wasn't just that he created wine at the wedding. The the maitre d the, the guy that was that was organizing the, the this wedding feast said went to the groom and said, I can't believe that you saved the best wine until last. You know, normally you put the best stuff out first, and then as people get drunk, you you let them have yeah. the, the cheaper stuff at the end. But no, you brought out the best stuff at the end of the party instead of at the beginning of the party. So the wine that Christ created from water at that point was not swell; <laughs> it was high quality stuff. Um, and it's you know, in in the in older cultures, alcohol was actually a little bit safer to drink than water because. Water could have a lot of contaminants in it, but the alcohol had taken the process of creating alcohol had cleaned up the water. So that's why you hear a lot of stuff about, you know, ale houses and, 
and people drinking wine and there's a lot of there's a lot of good that can come from that but with any good there can be bad food is good but too much food can be bad so you know it's just it's just kind of one of those things and there are there are churches that it's like okay absolutely no 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 in moderation almost anything can be good for us Mm -hmm. so we have to just look at what that moderation is and like pete did you know if you realize wait a minute this is this is harming this part of my life then you got to look at that and go okay what do i have to do to resolve this harming this part of my life or you know do i just i really don't give a a rip and i'm just going to continue doing what i'm doing and let the let the chips fall where they may and those are basically your two choices do you change or do you you know, just keep going down the road. And you going. talked about the, the, the different churches that might tell people that you can't do it or whatever. I don't want to belong to that church myself. I want to be at a church that accepts anybody, you know, and, and hey, if you come into the church with a problem, then let's work on fixing it. But you're always welcome at the church, right? Right, right. Oh, yeah. And, I, and I, I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with that, that, uh, you know, we're all broken one way or another. And just because how I'm broken uh, is something that you find why is that a problem? You know, so you must, you're thinking that I must be really bad because I've got this problem that you would never struggle with. Doesn't mean that you don't have a problem that I would never struggle with. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's just part of human nature that, you know, if it's not our problem, then it must be something really bad because if it was something that was just, you know, just a real problem, then I would struggle with it too. But since I don't, you know, how could you struggle with something so easy to get around? So when I turned 21, I uh, really wasn't much of a drinker. And my buddy and I were kind of trying to find chicks, you know, we're like, <laughs> oh, hey, let's go find some chicks down in this bar. And I lived right down the street from this bar uh, locally here called Shotzi's. And so we walked in and they had just opened about a month before that. And the place is packed. There's a line out the door waiting to get in. Wow. So I'm sitting in line and the, the bouncer at the door comes over and he goes, hey, you want a job? And, uh, it, and you know, that's not surprising to people that know me, but I'm a pretty large guy and, and muscular, you know, and, and athletic. And so... So I was like, absolutely. I started work that night. I was going to go in. Yeah, I was going to go in. Going out? Yeah. Going out? If I remember correctly. pick up chicks and you got a job. Yep. (laughs) Interesting. So maybe I was just shadowing or something, but whatever. I mean, I literally just started right then. And and I thought, this is perfect because I don't drink anyway. Well, guess what happened? I turned into basically an alcoholic. I I mean, I never labeled myself that, but, uh, but it might as well have been because I didn't have, I was working at another job at the time. Uh, full time, but I would stay there afterwards. We'd all drink, go back to the house, probably drink there. I lived uh, about a mile away, and so my house was the spot. Yeah. So all the employees would come over to my house, and we'd probably grab you know x amount of girls and say, "Hey, why don't you come over?" You know, it was a blast. But that was life. Mm-hmm. That was it. And I had my 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 two roommates both worked at the bar after that, and the 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 running joke was always. You show up for work the next morning because I eventually became a bartender there. And it was, uh, are you still drunk from last night? And it was like kind of almost like a joke, right? And yep. it was like, oh, well, no. I'm, no I'm, and then and then it got to the point where it was like, listen, I'm always at a point oh eight, And it was funny yeah, and, and at the time because that was just the way we were and that was the crowd I was hanging out with. And a lot of the money I made there, and I was making good money, went straight back into that place. And that's okay. You know, I, I don't look back and I don't regret any of that. Uh, it was a lot of fun at the time, and I actually met my wife there. 
And, you know, how cool is that? You know, and uh, but once we got married, I started realizing we didn't have kids yet. I started realizing this isn't because we were talking about kids. And, and that, that just kind of clicked in my head. I'm like, this isn't the place to work uh, with kids. Yeah. And, it, and I don't have a problem with people that do that, but it wasn't for me. I didn't want to be the man of the family working at the bar. And I don't mind, like, every once in a while I'll pick up some shifts at, at a bar. I have a couple of friends that own bars. And, you know, I'll pick up some shifts there. It's fun to do in the moment. But I can't imagine telling my girls that, hey, I'm going to go to the bar and I'm probably going to stay afterwards and drink all night. And then I'm going to come home and slobber kiss you or something. You know, like, <laughs> I, that's just not what I want to do. And then after, I had, after we had our kids, things really changed. Because I, we kind of talked about that in one of our very first couple episodes that I didn't want to be drunk around my kids. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like I, I want to stop drinking. It was just like I just just didn't want to be drunk around them. And let me look here. We're in my house. Uh, I've got some growlers, uh, you know, sitting on the counter and in the, in the top of the thing. I definitely drink, but I don't live a drunk life. And, you know, I appreciate the flavor of drinks. I used to drink, you know, half a case to a case a night. And just because that was just my habit. You know, and so now I'll have a beer. I'll have, you know, it's like, hey, I'm going to get a whiskey barrel aged something and, and I'll have that beer and then, you know, I'll call it a day. But uh, so, yeah, but one thing I wanted to point out was that I always knew, even though at the time we weren't going to church, that I would be welcome to a church. And that's that's kind of the point of the episode is that these these what we're talking about rules aren't real. They're not, you know, you can't get yeah, kicked out of the church for. Yeah, there's there's a. Um uh, I was at a, uh, I was at one of the uh, events one time, and and one of the pastors said, you know, there's times where I walk through the halls here, and I see and I can smell, you know, alcohol on people and marijuana and all that, and they said, you know, this is the place where you need to be right now, and this is okay. Like I'm like if that's you right now, I want you here because I want to be able to talk to you. I want to be able to um, enlighten you on just what the book says right now. And, and maybe that will, um, you know, if this is a, a problem in your life, maybe that will give you the opportunity to hear something that's that's positive, you know, if you're feeling down or whatever. But I was inspired by that because I was like, wow, uh, they they want that. Like, hey, like even if you walk in and you're you're kind of a mess, like it's okay. We we want. Well, it kind of goes back to that quote: "You are the average of five people you most associate with." Mm -hmm. Don't take that away from that person. You know, yes, mm -hmm. you can decide who you want to hang out with your own life, but don't take that away from that person that needs it. You in their life. Yeah, big time. Well, there's there's there are churches where they do have these kind of rules in them, and so I think the other thing we're trying to tell people is that if that's your experience, try a different church. That there are churches that are. I don't want to say more scriptural, but I'm going to say more scriptural that follow actually what Christ said and what he lived out. Christ was accused by the church, by the, by the Jewish synagogue, by the temple of hanging out with sinners and publicans, people that were just horrible to them, but that's who he hung out with. That's where he went because he knew they needed him and he knew that they would be most receptive to his yeah. message that it that someone who is hyper religious and wants to follow just the rules 
will find all the loopholes in the rules. And then that's what they base their faith on, as opposed to basing their faith on who Christ is. So there's, there's well, I'd like to point out, and I'd like to point out that, uh, I said it before, but this, this little group of folks, uh, the leading life together dudes, we, <laughs> our first meeting was at a brewery, you know I mean? Let's not, let's also not live a life where we can't go somewhere. Oh, you yeah. know, and even though I drink, I was actually, I wasn't drinking that month. I, I had a, I had a root beer. It's okay to go places. You know, some people might even think places are sinful or something and let's not live that life. Yeah, definitely not. I think there, there's, there's, uh, you know, for me, there's a difference between, you know, religion and, and what, uh, and what the book says. And for me, the way that I interpret it is religion is what, what man has imposed on you yeah. where it's, you know, Hey, I, you know, the, the intent of this is to make you feel bad and it's to correct your behavior. And, and from reading the Bible from one cover to the next and then going through it almost daily. Now I'm going, I, I don't see where, where, when Christ came down, he's condemning people and he's saying, Hey, you, you screwed up so bad. You're doing this and that. No, I, from what I read, he goes, Hey, you know what? You need a hand up. Like, let me help you. Like, hey, you know, pick up your mat and walk or kick the habit and walk and be with your family or be with people and be with that. And, and I'm going, you know, for me, I can't stand religion. I, I, I want and I desire community with the people that I go to church with. <clears throat> but I, I'm like, I'm also like, you know, we're free to do what we need to do because Christ died for our sins. Like, I'm going to miss the mark a lot in my life. And I have the knowledge now of going, man, you know what? Even though I screw up. I can still get in, man. Like because I'm I'm doing the best I can, and and you know that's that's all I can do. So yeah, it's it's following Christ, not following Christianity. Yeah, because Christianity, I mean, over 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 the history of it has has done some pretty horrendous things, and a lot of things have been done in the name of Christianity. But following Christ and His teachings is is a different matter. Yeah, I think I brought it up one time before. Uh, one of the, the my first pastor that I came to Christ with was Ken Hubbard, and and he had a whole series. Uh, I think like seven or nine weeks in a row was was called taking Christianity or, or, or escape from Christianity was what it was called. And a lot of people in the community saw that on the reader board and were like, "This church is weird," but it's real. I mean, you know, we don't have to follow these so called rules. So that's going to be it for this episode. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, John. Yep. Yep. I will cry